Turn up the trance. You're about to enter Trance Sanctuary. Promoting trance across the world. Welcome to the Trance Sanctuary Podcast. The Trance Sanctuary Podcast. One hundred episodes. We made it. Welcome along to a very special show. This podcast this started back in 2011 uh, with the promoter and resident Mark Landrigan uh, starting the journey. Uh, the series has seen other DJs take control of the reins, and we're going to hear from them later on. The podcast itself has hosted loads of names within trance over the years that have visited and rocked the dance floors in London. A massive thanks to all of those who have supplied mixes and played for us over the years. A special episode requires a special guest. He's headlining the party celebrating 11 years in the capital. John Askew as well supplies us both mixes on this and we sat down with him for an interview as well as we build up for our 11th birthday on March the 26th. Let's start with the music and here is the man himself. This is John Askew and for the next just under three hours you're going to be listening to a couple of extracts from my seven-hour set recorded at Hidden in Manchester. And I'm presenting two parts of that set to you guys in celebration of uh, Trans Sanctuary's 11th birthday coming up on Saturday the 26th of March. It's an all-star lineup, and it's at the Amazing Fabric in London. What's not to love? I'll see you guys there. Check it out. is the Trans Sanctuary Podcast with Alan Banks. (laughs) 
The Trans Sanctuary Guest Mix. Thank <laughs> you. 
This is the Trance Sanctuary Podcast with Alan Banks.
to shut you down for a second, Judge, just for one second. I'm cutting drug prices, which no president has the courage to do. Drug prices will be coming down 80 or 90 percent. <laughs> Nobody's done it. I'm getting it for so cheap, it's like water. We're going to allow our governors now to go to other countries to buy all of the drugs. Trans Sanctuary Guest Mix.
This is the Trance Sanctuary Podcast with Alan Banks. This is John Askew and a special collection of music ahead of his set at our 11th birthday. March 26th, you can catch John alongside Activa, Billy Gillies, Dan Stone, Jay Thurwell, Alessandro Ronconi and Irina Lee and a host of others. We are down to our last ticket, so get in quick. And if you miss out, fear not, we are running our after party at Egg. And if you're up for the challenge, why not uh, do both and prove yourself a real trance addict? TranceSanctuary.com for the links to buy the official tickets and also for the resale. We chat to John later on in a special interview, but now we head back to the music.
the Trance Sanctuary Guest Mix.
This is the Trance Sanctuary Podcast with Alan Banks.
the artist spotlight.
John will be back in the second half. But here we are celebrating 100 episodes. The podcast has seen four hosts take the reins over the years. We're going to hear from them now, along with a few other special shout outs that you've sent in. This is the Trans Sanctuary Podcast with Alan Banks. Hey everyone, this is Annalisa and Rob Bloco and we're calling in to wish Trance Sanctuary a happy birthday. Yes, and the track that we'd like to play to celebrate has a very special place in our heart. We've played it in so many of our sets around the world, from Space Out in Ibiza to Burning Man in America to Ministry of Sound in London and of course so many times at Trance Sanctuary in London. This is Devotion, the Protoculture remix by Liquid Soul. This is the Trans Sanctuary Podcast with Alan Bynes. Hey TS crew, it's Mike from Bristol. Congrats on the massive 100th episode. My wife Jo, our seven-year-old little raver Izzy and I love listening to the show. It's our number one. We also wish TS a happy 11th birthday. It's mummy and daddy's 11th wedding anniversary too. Almost to the day. Big hugs to mummy and daddy. We love Trans Sanctuary.
guys, Juice Turnbull here. And just a quick message ahead of Trans Sanctuary at Fabric in London. I'm my first time playing Fabric and I'm headlining Room 2 with our legendary sound system. Loads of new music. I can't wait to try it out with you guys. See you soon. Rob and Annalisa, who are uh, DJs and residents on the podcast here, uh, giving you a tune that they love, and it's great to hear their voices again, wherever they are, wherever their travels have taken them. Another host who helped propel the podcast is this guy. Hi there, Tristan C here, former host of the Trance Sanctuary podcast, just dropping in to say a massive congratulations to Alan and all of the Trance Sanctuary team for reaching this milestone. I've got such fond memories of hosting this podcast, and it was great to be asked to pick one tune that I would like played on this 100th episode. So the tune I've gone with is one that many DJs have played at Trance Sanctuary over the years, and the reaction is always full on. It's a proper Trance Sanctuary crowd tune, and it's one of my all-time favourites. So my selection is Ram, Ramsterdam, the Jean Van Dainhoven remix. So, Alan, I know you've got the podcast in safe hands. If you could play that one for me, that would be great. Thank you so much, one and all, and here's to the next 100 episodes. This is the Transactory Podcast with Alan Bates. Just Dan Stone here. Just want to say a massive congratulations on 100 episodes of the Trans Sanctuary Podcast. Cannot wait to see you all on March the 26th at Fabric on the main event and also playing at the after party at the Egg. So excited to see you all, and I can't wait.
bonafide trance anthem there from Tristan C, which I've personally seen destroy the trance sanctuary dance floor. The man, the myth and the legend, promoter and resident DJ at Trance Sanctuary. Mark Landrigan has been the driving force over the 11 years and he's here now. Hi everyone, it's Mark Landrigan here, promoter and resident of Trance Sanctuary. I started the Trance Sanctuary podcast just to give us a preview of what we can expect at our events. And it's great to be celebrating 100 episodes and people listening from all around the world. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, The track that I have decided to play is a track which used to get played a lot at Trance Sanctuary. This is Gareth Emery, Sanctuary, the Sean Tyus remix. GXD, we wanted to say a huge congratulations on the 100 episode milestone. We have had the pleasure of being invited onto the show to do a guest mix on this amazing journey, as well as playing live on both the epic Trance Sanctuary Boat Party and the Unreal New Year's Day event a couple of months ago. The Trance Sanctuary crowd and listeners are some of the most knowledgeable and best in the game. So growing this fan base as you have done is an amazing credit to the whole team at Trance Sanctuary. Here's to the next 100 guys and see you at the next event real soon. Slip these chains of flesh and bone And in the seconds where we know we're free This is the place that we call home
Gareth Emery's Sanctuary, certainly a perfect nod to the party and 11 years of doing what is best. Uh, the final host, of course, is myself. I joined the podcast just over two years ago, taken over from Rob, Annalisa and Tristan. But my history with the party goes back to its roots back in 2011 at Reduno. And I've seen a lot of the party over those 11 years. And one of the great things to have witnessed is the synergy between Trans Sanctuary and Brian Carney, who regularly plays at the party and brought his Carnage brand to London. One track that always does the job and has become kind of an unofficial anthem is the classic track from O'Callaghan and Carney. My pick is exactly... Hi everybody, it's Ed Lynham here. Just to say a mega congratulations for Trance Sanctuary reaching 100 episodes on their podcast. What an achievement. And here's to 100 more. Don't forget you can catch me at Trance Sanctuary's 11th birthday at the after party where I'll be back to back with hard trance legend Nomad. See you at the finish line.
We've heard some shouts from the DJ's residents and fans. Now prepare yourself. Our exclusive chat with headliner John Askew is up next. This is the Trance Sanctuary Podcast. The Trance Sanctuary Podcast. So I sat down with John at Fabric in the very club that he'll be headlining on uh, March 26th and uh, had a little bit of a chat with the man himself. John Askew, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. You're going to be celebrating 11 years of Trance Sanctuary at Fabric in Farringdon with us. You've got a lot of history in this area. Yeah, I, I, um, I was a resident at Turnmills, at the gallery at Turnmills for um, about five or six years. So yeah, I mean, that's literally just around the corner. So this whole area is, is synonymous with uh, a substantial part of London's clubbing history. So yeah, it always feels feels great it's just that I hate fact just coming out the tube now and walking here just that walk up is is something I've done at all hours of the day and night in all kinds of states and it's it brings back a lot of memories and for a party that's gone on for 11 years what do you think from your experience like you you know you've been and DJ played at dealt with a lot of parties what do you think is the secret ingredient for a party to you know have that longevity um I mean, obviously, you need a loyal crowd who put their trust in the brand and, and and the party and therefore will buy tickets regardless of the lineup. You know, it's like Glastonbury, who when they announced, their, announced Glastonbury, they sell it out before they've even said a single name of who's playing. And it's because people trust what the event's going to be, what it's going to be about. And um, I think Trans Sanctuary has got a, you know, very loyal crowd. Um, you know, it's where the die-hard trance crowd now go in London. You know, there are other um, trance events in London, but it's, it's kind of like the one that the, 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 the real passionate die-hard trance people up and down the country see as London's trance night. Looking at the last 11 years, that's changed for you personally a lot, hasn't it? I mean, you've moved... Am I right in saying around 2012 you went in, or 2011 you went into artist management? You kind of like shifted away from the record label work with Discover and you went into the artist management side of things, which you weren't doing previously. Yeah, I, um, I actually, I've never stopped working with label stuff because when I, when I left Discover Records, um, I left there to start managing Paul Oakenfold and Perfecto Records and Perfecto Fluoro um, and was already managing Simon Patterson um, and actually my, my, my sort of introduction to managing people came out of a, um, a sort of after hours quite heavy session in Argentina where Simon was there with his girlfriend at the time and he just like we talked for about 10 hours you know as you do around the table after a, after a big fat party um, and he just persuaded me that I needed to take this job on and, and I kind of thought well I've been a promoter I've been a DJ I've been a booking agent I, I, I kind of I know the, I've run record labels I've, I've been involved in distribution I've, I've, I've pretty much done every side of the industry I do have a good knowledge of it and um, 
So I thought, fuck it, yeah, I think I can do this. And then we had a, we, we, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, well, no, you, you've ticked away. So you, you've pretty much done everything in Clubland, bar maybe club dancing, or you maybe have done in some sort of secret way and no one's seen you at five in the morning. You've been a... I'll show you that at the end of March, yeah. <laughs> there we go, Trans Sanctuary. You may see a brand new, uh, something you've never seen from John Askey before. What have we got planned for uh, Trans Sanctuary? Because obviously you're famed for, you know, doing your little remixes, bootlegs for parties. You bring out a little special sauce every now and then. Have you got anything cooking? Any new music that you get? Yeah, I mean, I, I've... Um, I mean, like, recently I've been playing quite a lot of, like, quite hard techno and hard tech. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, I love a specific kind of trance as well. You know, trance like... Um, you know, Will Atkinson, Telescope, Last Rave on Earth, you know, those kinds of records for me are the kind of trance that I like. Sort of stuff inspired by that glorious age of new energy um, uh, back in the early Vandy days. Yeah, the bit noise. Um, but, but, you know, obviously for Trance Sanctuary, I'm going to be playing, you know, a lot less of that techno stuff if I play any of it at all. It's going to be a lot of just really, really banging trance. So, um, so actually, with that in mind, I've been working quite a lot on material specifically for this night. And I have about four or five new reworks. I've probably got three new tracks, um, which I'm going to road test all of it at Trans Sanctuary. Um, and I have... Um, yeah, I have, let's see, uh, I mean, I've got an 18-track artist album as well, which... I was going to ask about the album. Yeah. You've been, you've well, been teasing it for years, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> this is the thing, actually. I, I kind of go through stages, all through lockdown, which is where I wrote the majority of the album. Um, I was totally focused on, yes, this is going to be my next artist album. Yes, I'm going to release it. And I, I, it was supposed to come out... Um, first November last year but then I don't know circumstances changed obviously then towards the end of the summer it looked like everything was going back in the bin with with Covid and stuff was getting cancelled again left right and centre and I just I don't really see the point in doing the album unless you can do quite a punchy six to eight week tour to support it and to see if I guess if it works in the club on the dance floors as oh, well yeah, with yeah. Covid as well oh fuck yeah I just mean, completely all over the place yeah it? that's the thing I, all, all the music that I, I wrote for this album um to me it sounded fantastic and I, I I wrote a lot of it in one location took it back to my studio and, and did new mix downs new masters etc but then actually when I played a lot of it out I'd say only 10% of it sounded bang on so I had to go through the process of you know version 6 to through to version 22 being the final one but um, it's funny I, I was speaking to Ruben Duran last week um, and I was sort of saying you know I'm not really sure if I want to put this album out because if you put an album out uh, you know you, you you can get sort of two three months of hype on the back of it and a good tour um, to sort of take the message and the music of that album internationally to, to some places to drive up more hype but actually in essence I, I sort of thought well fuck if I if I I like these tracks so much that I want a lot of them to be singles and I don't necessarily want to just put them out and it all be over in three months so I, 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 I'm sort of not sure about that and he said 
his opinion was he, he thought I ought to just break it in half and put out two 10-track albums. Mm. And on each one, you can do like five singles before, and then there's five tracks that are exclusive to that album. Yeah. So that's something I'm thinking about at the moment. I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm, I'm in two minds. But some of, that album, some of that material I have played out at, at a few get my last few gigs towards the end of last year. Um, but I've not given the recordings of those gigs away because I'm a bit sensitive about this material being out at the moment. But I am planning on recording my Trans Sanctuary set and giving that out straight away, and it's going to have all of this stuff on it. So, um, yeah, this this will be the proper debut airing of a lot of this stuff. Okay, that's cool. And how's during lockdown? Obviously, you said you were doing a lot of these tracks. How has your kind of like the process of production changed? Obviously, we when you're out clubbing, you're DJing, you're getting the instant reaction. You know what, what you know what, how you know things are moving as the years go by and what what people are responding to. How do you take that back to the studio? I mean, I, I saw a, I saw your video that you put out where you had an emotional response to changing your kick drum. <laughs> so I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking how, well, how emotional have those studio days been? Well, very actually. I mean, I I, I like to. Um, I like to get quite caned um, before <laughs> making music. Um, it sort of it immerses me in the creative process a little bit more. I'm not necessarily endorsing it for other people. I'm just mm-hmm. this is how it works for me um, because I tend to, if I approach it stone cold sober, I tend to get distracted very easily, and I also tend to procrastinate over things that are really not necessarily that important in the in the, to get the most out of it and spending an hour and a half EQing a fucking hi-hat is not, you know, is not maximizing the time. So what I tend to do is I, I tend to get really stuck in with firing out an arrangement quite quickly. Or actually, that, that, that's not strictly true. This is not a template that I only work to. I, I recently have been just writing riffs, you know, like um, with, with no track, because that tends to be one of the, hard, the, the two hardest parts of writing any track are coming up with a riff and making your kick and bass fucking powerful and and those those two components are the two things that i allocate the most amount of time to um because i think one of one of trances especially uplifting trances achilles heel if you like is the fact that so many tracks in in uplifting trance start when they start, i.e. one minute into the track, because they all stick to a formula, um, <laughs> one minute into the track when the kick and bass comes in, it sounds very powerful and dynamic and fantastic. But then later, when all the riffs and everything come in, that kick and bass suddenly sort of disappear into the background a little bit. Yeah. And, and I like to always make sure that the kick and bass are out the front throughout the whole track and that that power and that dynamic never disappears because let's face it, we're here to dance. And the kick drum, I would say, is the headliner of a dancing experience. If the kick drum is not out the front punching you in the chest, then what's the fucking point? So, um, how? what's my writing? My writing process in the studio tends to be, I write the best music when I have the house to myself and there's no distraction and I can just get a bit caned and then go in there and just immerse myself in it. And lockdown gave me, obviously, stacks of time to do that, especially the first lockdown when, when the whole world was forced into like a, a semi-holiday or a semi-coma, whatever you can call it. Um, 
And also during that period, I went through my 20 odd years of samples and hard drives and everything and reorganized everything, which is a job I've been meaning to get to for two decades. So now everything, all my sounds and everything is so well organized that it's that it's really easy and accessible for me to be able to um, you know, access whatever I want. So the writing process at the moment, I probably am sitting on, I don't know, 20 tracks that are finished and unreleased. And I'm probably sitting on 20 to 25 more that are a variety of sketches ranging from, you know, 16 bars of just a groove through to fairly organized arrangements, but certain components missing. So, I mean, there's stacks of material um, and I'm constantly coming up with new ideas, and but it's just having the time to, to, to really digest it. What I, what I tend to do is get material to about 80% and then try and book time away. Um, like I, the last few Januaries, I've just gone away for the first two weeks of January every year to like an isolated place where we, where we can just set up a studio and, and not be contacted. I was going to say, are you are you planning on like kidnapping any more artists and taking them to a, an isolated place where they can't have any phone signal and, and force them to make music? Well, <laughs> I, I tell you, one thing I certainly wasn't doing was forcing Will to make music. He loves making music as much as I do. And, and it was, uh, that was a, uh, it was an incredible experience. And when I look back at the footage that we shot when we were there, um, it's a little bit heartbreaking, really, because there's so much excitement in our conversations and we're, we're planning out this fucking monumental year. And obviously this was January 2020. And what we didn't realize was we were a month away from COVID really, you know, shutting down the world. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I think January as a month is a very bleak month. It's, it's you've got this period between um, the summer and Christmas which I can handle because there's all kinds of shit which I like Halloween my birthday bonfire night you know stuff that's that I've found, fell back in love with through having kids and um, and then obviously the build up to Christmas itself great but January and February can basically both go fuck themselves so uh, what I like to do is always make sure that first Monday, whether it's the 3rd of January or whatever, just, just fuck off for two weeks. No one's doing anything. The entire music industry is shut down. No one's no one's back to work until the 17th, 18th. So just, just go away, get off your tits, you know, in a in a in a in a in a suitable fashion for creativity and, and just make a fucking ton of music. That's, that's my plan every single January. I mean, it seemed to have worked because you, you you got Will to <laughs> buckle down and get the album out. This this could be a new uh, a new business opportunity for you. The Askew Camp where we yeah. come round on the transit, kidnap you, and take you to a remote village. Yeah, or I remote... mean, collectively we, we you know they're referred to it, 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 internally as writers' retreats. That's it, yeah, right. Yeah. And I, I know that sounds like it's sort of some yoga um, <laughs> based. <laughs> where are you at with Seven right now? Because you just brought in some new people. Two people. Have gone two people have come in uh three, three, three people three people have gone three have come in um yeah sean alex and leon have all left and uh um everlight greg downey um and aa meeting have joined so um you know seven is sort of like a football team in a way uh, or a sport team and and you know you evolve your players um 
according to the circumstances around you to, to ensure that you all are always all match fit and at your best. Now, we are a musical group, let's say, or, 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 or collective is the right term probably. Um, and I just think, you know, my musical tastes, um, I don't know, man. I just, I, I think I just wanted these three names in seven. And as a result, some sacrifices had to be made. And I, I felt bad about making them, especially Alex DiStefano. I, 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 you know, Sean Tyus is a dear old friend of mine. I've, I've known Sean for so long. Um, you know, I signed him to Discover Records a million years ago and we've always had a really good relationship and I've managed Sean for many years and so we've, we've, we're tight, but um, I just needed to make some changes to keep things fresh and I love Everlight. I really wanted that sound to be a part of Seven. I love what he's doing. I love, I love having a bit of technology in there and, and, and you know, a potential live element to us. Um, Greg Downey doesn't really need any explanation. It's crazy. It's almost a lot of people say it's crazy that he's not been in for so long because we're such close friends and <laughs> people always take the piss that we're sort of there's some sort of bromance going on there. But you know, we 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 are we are very close friends and um, and I think his music has been getting better and better and better. And I think actually COVID has been a good thing for him because locked away in the studio without any distraction his 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 sounds and everything have just gone up a level and i think he's really um he's uh yeah i just i think i think what he's doing right now is is on it on a on a on a completely new level and uh new track as well that's come out can you tell us a bit more about it yeah these dogs trust no one is um it is kind of like a side kick and bass but it's it's um a track that i made so the first, when, when COVID first hit in that summer, it was glorious weather. And, you know, the government was saying, stay the fuck at home. You know, we don't know what's going on here. It's all very dangerous. Stay the fuck at home. The only thing you should leave home for is an hour of exercise or, or to go food shopping. And I just got bored of that. So I ended up starting to go out every other day you know, or every two or three days on these sort of six hour treks out into the hills because um, I'm fortunate enough to live in a you know great area for walking and stuff. So um, I would go out, I'd get blasted cane before going out. I'd put headphones on and like you know, really good headphones and, and be listening to epic tunes, just me and my dog. And quite often in the middle of absolute nowhere, miles from anyone, I'd come around the corner and I'd see another bloke out doing the same with his, you know, Blasted. his dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, he'd be there with his hip flask yeah, exactly, or whatever, yeah. you know, just we're all out kind of escaping the, escaping home for a little bit. And, and, and um, but, you know, they, he had his headphones on or, or, the, or that, you know, it's, it happened quite a few times. And we wouldn't even take our headphones off. We'd sort of nod to acknowledge each other, right? But then our dogs would stop and they'd eye each other, they'd sniff each other's arseholes, then do their thing, and then we'd walk on. And, and it's just always about men passing dogs, passing dogs, walking dogs, yeah. passing men. You know, it's, that's where it came from. I just had this thing going round and round in my head. So, um... Yeah, just dogs eyeing each other up suspiciously, but 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 we're all out here 
on the same kind of vibe, you know? <laughs> that, that's where that track came from. So that's, that's my new single on Seven, yeah. And the remix for Will Atkinson as well? The Oh yeah, Nothing But Rockets. Nothing, that's it. Nothing yeah, Rockets. so my hard trance alias, Nothing But Rockets. Yeah, I, I remixed a track called Hey Oa, which was originally released on Moon Records out of Spain in 1995. And um, yeah, we got hold of the guy and uh, he very kindly let us release it so yeah and, and victims help I mean, is going to be the home for all of my uh, nothing but rock stuff the trance sanctuary podcast john Askew on the trance sanctuary podcast with an exclusive interview that i did with him at fabric who will be there on march 26th if you haven't secured your ticket there's still a few left but we go back to the music with the second part of john's exclusive set this is the Trans Sanctuary Podcast with Alan Banks.
is the Trance Sanctuary Podcast with Alan Banks.
Trans Sanctuary Guest Mix.
and three hours of trance music taken from his set in Manchester and giving you a real snapshot of what you can expect from him at Trance Sanctuary's 11th birthday on March 26th. Tickets are still available, so head over to transsanctuary.com and go through to Skiddle to get the official tickets. And when you're at the party, you will find details of our summer event August the 6th, we are back on the boat with friends. So keep an eye out if you're walking through the hallways of Fabric for posters up, which will reveal the full lineup. A massive thank you as well to all of the previous hosts who came back and wished us happy 100 episodes. It's been a bit of a milestone. And we couldn't have done it without you, the loyal listeners around the world. A massive thank you for all your support and all of the messages that you send us about the show. We hope to see you at the party 11 years at Fabric. But if not, we'll see you next month with live sets from that event. This is John Askew, and for the last three hours, you've been listening to two different sections from my seven-hour set recorded live at Hidden in Manchester. Thank you very much, Trans Sanctuary, for having me on the show, and I will see you all at the 11th birthday of Fabric on Saturday, the 26th of March. I'll see you there. Cheers. Keep up to date with all our events at transsanctuary.com. Like us at facebook.com slash transsanctuary. Follow us at twitter.com slash transsanctuary.